What's up, everybody? And welcome back. It is that time again for the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Friday, June 17th, 2011. We are doing episode 21 here. Uh, and I'm actually doing this episode from my kitchen. I am in the comfort of my own home. There may be a little echo in here when I get loud or yell, but um, I got no little boy here and I got no wife here because they went to go eat with my mother-in-law and uh, I have to take off after this show down towards Philly to do a show uh, with the very funny Sean Quinn. He's been a guest on my show. He's from Philly. He's down in that area. We are doing a show down there tonight, so I am um, banging out episode 21 for you guys here before I take off. I'm in a good mood um, for a couple reasons that I'll explain in a second. But I uh, got a good episode here and um, I'm in a good mood for a couple reasons. Number one is I finally, finally finished my five-minute clean set for TV that I will be taping uh, live at Caroline's on Broadway in New York City Monday, and then that tape will go out to networks, and my management gave me a deadline, which I needed, um, you know, because uh, you get picky. You get picky with picking material. I'm a perfectionist with what I do. I want everything to be great and perfect from top to bottom, which it should be, but, um, you know, I have a lot of material to pick from, you know, and I didn't know which to go with. But I finally got that done, and uh, hopefully this time next week it'll be in the hands of the people it needs to be in front of. So I'm excited about that. But here is why I am really, really in a good mood. Okay, last night I go down to the city. Uh, I went to Stand Up New York. Uh, my managers were there, some comedians that are um, on the same, you know, with the same company as me. Same roster, so to speak. Uh, we're down there doing a show. Um, I wanted to go in and do like five minutes. And then I realized when I got there that, uh, that it was completely packed and there were more comedians going on than, than, than I even knew about. And uh, so basically I didn't go on stage last night. kind of bummed me out. Uh, I also was going to have a guest for the podcast because I like to do the, you know, producing myself as far as my podcast. Everything that I do on this podcast, I like to do myself. Some comedians hire somebody to get guests and do this. I don't do that, you know. Um, I like to do everything on my own here. Um, the one thing I might do is get a, you know, buy some stuff to enhance the sound system or whatever. But this, this is basically um, how I do it. So I went down there. And by the way, I do have some really good guests lined up. Some um, recognized uh, comedians that are going to be uh, guests of the Verzi Effect in the upcoming weeks. Uh, in the next two weeks here or so, I'm going to have uh, a couple of really good ones. So stay tuned for that. Um, and like I said, there'll be comedians that you know. But I was going to have, you know, maybe somebody do my podcast last night when I was down there. And uh, it just, for whatever reason, it was one of those annoying nights last night that didn't work out. I couldn't find a parking space, um, you know, right around the club. So I ended up paying 30-something dollars or whatever. It is some ridiculous amount of money in a garage. And right after I pull, uh, right after I park in a garage, I come up to the comedy club. Of course, two spots open up in the front. And you want to just start fucking cursing because it, sa it would have saved you money. But whatever. So um, then I go. I see some spots opened up. I go and get my car so I don't have to keep paying hourly. 
and the guy's pissed at me. He goes, oh, you took the keys. You took the keys. Now, I have one of those cars where you don't need the keys because the car was running, but it was still my bad, so, but they only had to move the car like 10 feet, but the guy was being a dick, a real dick. I apologize over and over again. I'm like, sir, I'm really, I'm really sorry, you know, I didn't, oh, the guy almost broke his back moving your truck, and I'm going, I'm really, really sorry, and then he wouldn't look at me when I said sorry, so like, then they were looking at me for some big tip, and as I'm saying sorry, they're giving me dirty looks, and they're acting like dicks to me, so I'm like, fuck you, you want a good tip, and then they started like, oh, let me, like, I could tell, like, as I was leaving, they were talking shit about me, you know, and, and, and everything, so I got really pissed off, so it was just an annoying night. It was a really annoying night. I didn't get on stage. I didn't get my podcast done, and uh, I had to pay for parking. And I'm and and it's a nightmare. So then I end up meeting some comedians on the street that you know out in front of the club. We start talking. We start shooting the shit. I'm having a better time. But they do something that I knew if I would have been a part of, it could have got ugly. Especially if I'm driving. They go to the bar. They start drinking. Then they start lining up shots. Hey Verzi, you want a shot? And I'm like, all right, that's my cue. I got to get out of here. Because what happens is then I do a shot of Patron, okay, and then I end up taking some drinks, and then it's a fucking mess. I didn't even want to go down that road. I'm not doing that. Um, I'm trying to get rid of all of my uh, all my legal issues, I guess, as far as tickets and court. I'm clearing everything up. Everything's getting better. I had to go to court the other day. It was a nightmare. I was there for four fucking hours. Uh, I literally walked into the courthouse in Poughkeepsie. At 2.30 p.m. and walked out at 6.15. It was a mess. So I didn't want to do that. So I end up, it's just a frustrating night. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to call it a night. I'm just going to get back to my car. You know, even though I didn't get on stage, and even though I had to pay for parking, and even though I didn't get my podcast done, you know, things could be worse. I got to hang out, shoot the shit, you know, uh, watch some comedy, had a good time, you know. Now I'm just going to go home, you know, go back to writing what I do. I have a show tonight, so I focus on that and everything. And I go to where my car is supposed to be. And guess what, folks? Yes, my car is not there. Now, let me just tell you people who haven't gotten your car towed in New York City the feeling of this. Okay? And I'm sure you people out there who are listening right now and have had your car towed know just the empty, vulnerable, violated feeling it is. And I have my laptop with me. I have my MacBook with me in the car, okay, because like I said, we were going to do the podcast from the club with a comic, but it was just too crazy in there, and, and it was just, it wouldn't have worked, so now, my car's towed, I already spent money on parking, okay, and I got valuables in, not to mention, you just feel violated, you know, I got my little boy's car seat in the fucking truck, there's toys there, the thought, that empty thought of that truck being in some dark, dingy, shitty place in the city that you got to pay money for and you got to wait on a fucking line with with other people who got their cars towed everyone's pissed off in a bad mood it's just all around a fucking nightmare and it was a horrible feeling and i'm looking and i just kept looking i'm walking up and down the streets that i park here is this where i parked i'm almost positive this is where i parked so i call 911 and i said listen my car either got stolen or it got towed the signs say that it's legal to park but my car is not here so they tell me, oh, that's the 20th precinct. You got to call the 20th precinct. So I call the 2 precinct. They're like, oh, that's actually the 38th precinct. Um, you know, let me see what kind of car, what kind of make, what kind of model, everything like that. I was like, you know, it's a, it's a black Nissan it's a truck, whatever. Um, I'm not going to give the details here on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, 
So I called, the cop was really calling the phone. He's like, look, uh, let me call you back in five minutes. I'll tell you where your car is. So I'm, I'm a mess. I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is going to cost me $250 to even get the fucking car back. Not to mention a ticket. Okay. Um, I've been going through all this shit, clearing up all these tickets that I got. My Everything is legal now. Everything is fine. No more tickets. No more speeding. You know, nothing like that. And now, right when that happens, I go back to square one and I'm just miserable. All right. I get a phone call back from the cop at the precinct and he goes, well, here's the deal. He goes, we don't have your car and the 38th precinct doesn't have your car. That means that your car is probably still in the truck and what I would do is call in the morning. So now I'm in the city. I live in Westchester. Okay. I live up, I live up in Westchester County. So now I got to either go to Grand Central and now it's approaching one in the morning. So I'm barely going to catch a train. Okay. So now... I'm like, what do I do? Do I go back to the comedy club and stay with one of my comedian friends for the you know night, crash on the couch, deal with this in the morning? I don't want to wake my wife up. It was just a mess. So I said to him, I said, is there a chance my car wasn't towed? You know, the sign, the parking sign said this. It was what well, 90% it was towed, to be honest, but you know, whatever. And I said, all right, well, I'll do, I'll do what I have to do on my end and I'll try to see where my car is. So I call up comedian uh, Joe Matarese. He's a comedian. He was a guest on the podcast here twice. Um, and I've been on his podcast, uh, you know, a bunch of times. Joe lives in Westchester, too. And he was in the city. So I'm telling him what's going on. And he's going, dude, just look around. Maybe your car's not towed. He's like, you know, you're really not good with direction. And I'll be the first to be honest with you people here and uh, let you know my biggest weakness in this world is sense of direction. You know, I you could drive me around a couple hours to get me out of the car and tell me I'm in fucking, like, Rhode Island, and I'll believe you. I'm just really bad with sense of direction. I'm really bad. Like, I know my left from my right just when I'm driving and I'm driving around. I'm just really fucking bad at it. Um, so, I'm walking, and now, like, an hour's going by, and it's just setting in that my car, my laptop, all of my comedy shit, everything that I have, really is in some fucking dingy garage right now. And, like, I'm walking, and I'm walking, and I'm on the phone with Joe, and I'm like, Joe, this is a nightmare. And he's like, oh, don't wake your wife up. And I was like, man, you know, I guess I'll just pay for it on, you know, I'll pay for it. Depend I mean, I don't know how much, you know, I don't have hundreds and hundreds of dollars of cash on me when I run down into the city to do a quick spot. You know, independent. If they want, like, 250 300 just to get the car back and then another ticket that I got to pay, I, you know, I don't know. But I, I, at the time, I'm not having, five, you know, five $600 on me. So I'm like, this is bullshit, man. And I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm looking around and I can't find the car. And right when fucking hope was gone, I'm on the phone with Joe Matarese and I'm pressing the button of the car. I'm pressing the button of the car. And I look to the left, and folks, there it was shining at me like a fucking star. And it, it was just, it was the most unbelievable feeling, because I've been there before, where it's not coming back. And I made a mistake. I thought my car was on 79th and Amsterdam. And it was actually on 79th between Broadway and Amsterdam. And lo and behold, I see the black truck sitting there, fine, unharmed. My laptop is in it. My baby seat is in it. The toys are in it for my son. And it was like, I swear to God, 
it was like like when Will Farrell said in the movie Step Brothers a lightning bolt hit the penis hit my the head of my penis that's how I felt it was just unbelievable it was relief and I'm on the phone and I swear to God I just look and while I'm on the phone with Joe Metters I go I found it I found it up oh, dude that's it that's it. That's, and like I look like this crazy person, which at the hour I pr pretty much fit right in with the New York psychopaths that were probably like, all right, this guy's high on PCP because he's just walking in the middle of the street pressing, uh, pressing keys and screaming, I found it. So I'm so happy. And I swear to God, I'm not making this up. As I'm walking to the car, I stop. And thank God for Joe Mattarese talking some sense into me. I was so happy that I found my truck there. That it wasn't in some lonely place and everything. Because, you know, you get secure about, like, you know, your, your shit. Um, you know, and it's funny. Because if I wasn't married with a kid, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, all right, you know, I'll work this out. But, like, you know, I don't want to deal with that shit, you know. So, as I'm walking to my car, I stop and I go, you know what? I'm going to go back to the club and have a beer with those guys just to celebrate. One cold beer and talk to them. Tell them what happened and celebrate. And as I'm thinking about doing and, and it seemed like a good idea because I said to myself, I'm not going to drink and get drunk. I'm not going to do a shot. I'm going to go. I'm going to have an ice cold beer with a couple of comedian friends. Tell them what just happened. Have a good laugh. And then, you know, an hour later, get in the car and be fine to drive to Westchester. And Joe Matarese just goes, dude, get in your car and get the fuck out of there right now. Just go home. And I kind of stopped, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I go, you don't think I should just have one beer? He goes, just go home. Don't think about anything. Get in your car and get the hell out of there and go home. That's exactly what I did. And uh, it was so nice to get home at a decent hour, a reasonable hour, because I thought I was getting home 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. Nothing's worse than when something bad happens and the sun starts coming up. And I didn't know if that was going to be the case, but I got home, you know, didn't sleep good. Maybe because that's how I was thinking about all this shit. But I, I definitely was happy to be home. And was able to tell my wife with a smile, I thought the car got towed. And she goes, what? I said, no, 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 it didn't. It didn't. And I had a smile on my face. And uh, so that was my very shitty, uncomfortable night last night. Um, but that's what happened to me. And uh, so you got to look at the good and everything. I got my five-minute set clean, ready to go. I'm going to tape it next week. And my car did not get towed. And I'm clearing up all my tickets, so I am uh, legal, which I pretty much am. Even though it's such a racket and a system, because all these people do when you go to court is line you up for an $80 surcharge and whatever your penalty is. It's the fakest thing in the world. But, um, so I started off, I guess you could say I started off early on the right foot on this Friday. Let's hope it continues that way. I am going down to do a show tonight down near the Philadelphia area around 8 o'clock. Hopefully that's good. So that's it. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I made it a point to talk about it on the Verzi Effect podcast show episode 21, was the Florida man James Jones who did something that I get the chills thinking about. It is phenomenal. If you have not seen it, type in James Jones, uh, Florida man, or Florida man James Jones gets on bus, protects his daughter. This guy, James Jones, apparently has a daughter with cerebral palsy. Uh, cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy. I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. But she she's a special needs child. Um, and she's on a bus. And I guess she's in, I don't know, if she's in 6th grade, 5th grade, 7th grade. But she's very young. She's sitting on a bus. 
And apparently kids were picking on her. They were poking her. They were twisting her ear. They were throwing rocks at her or like stones or whatever they had. They were throwing condoms at her. They were making her feel unbelievably hor horrible about herself. And this man, James Jones, okay, did something that I talk about I would do on stage. Okay, I do a joke for you people who have seen my act or, or have not seen my act. Um, you know, I'm a father of a two-year-old little boy who is the love of my life. And I talk about, you know, not having a love like that. I never had a love like that, you know. I never had a... a I never loved something the way that I love my son. You know, I loved, you know, I loved relatives. I loved things, but I've never had like a, I will take a bullet in my head or jump in front of a truck for my son right now. It doesn't matter. My life doesn't matter. I never had that before. And that got me thinking about, and, and this is what I say on stage, you know, that got me thinking about things that, that hurt me. Like if my son would be bullied or picked on. And, and I do a joke where I go, well, that's an impossibility. The love I have for my son is so great. It's an impossibility of him being picked on because I will beat the fuck out of a teenager. I've already, I've already mentally accepted, you know, going to jail. And I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I seriously, like, my son will not be fucked with, period. That's it. You know, I will, I will threaten parents. I will, I will be the bully to the parents of the kid that bullies my kid. That's how stupid I would get with it. This guy, James Jones, goes on the bus and lost his mind okay and he's getting you know half the people are calling him a hero the other fucking stupid morons are calling oh you took the you know the law into your own hands and maybe he went a little overboard this kid went this guy went on there and put the fear of god into people he was like i will fuck you up who did it was it you walking up to kids kids are petrified shaking it was awesome awesome if anybody there's listening saying that's horrible, get the fuck out of here. All right, don't listen to my podcast anymore. It's not horrible. Okay? What's horrible is the fat fucking bus driver who sat there and allowed this this girl with this problem to be completely harassed and picked on cuz all he gave a shit about was getting off his fat ass so he can get out of the bus and go eat another dozen donuts. All right? And this guy, James Jones, walked up to the bus driver and he said, I'll fuck these kids up. And he said, I'm going to tell you something right now. You let, I'll fuck you up. Who's doing it? And he put the fear of God into these children. Okay? And I do feel bad for some of the kids that didn't take part in it. But you know what? You need to step up if you're on that bus too and not let it happen. Um, and it was awesome. So the guy was on... I was joking too. I joked about this on Twitter. Um, the guy was, uh, you know... On Dr. Phil. And the only reason why I was watching Dr. Phil is because Wednesdays, my sister Carissa comes here and watches Lucas so I can get some work done. I can do the business end of, of, of you know, comedy, you know, just catch up on stuff, all the, you know, whatever. Just doing all the computer stuff, doing everything that I need to do. So my sister comes on Wednesday, Wednesday she watches him. It gives me a chance to kind of get catch up on some rest. And my sister watches, like, Judge Judy and Dr. Phil and all this. And I just happened to come across this on Dr. Phil. And it was unbelievable. And the father goes on and he starts crying. And he's crying. And he's saying, that's my daughter. That's my daughter, man. Nobody does that. You know, she doesn't deserve that. And it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. And he even said, you know, where... And, and, and the cool thing was, Dr. Phil wasn't being a pansy ass saying, oh, you can't do that. And Dr. Phil said, you know, he sees both sides. Which I kind of do too. I mean, if you have some... I mean, I'll be honest. If I was a little kid, okay, and I saw some dude... 
you know, jumping on the bus saying, I'll kill all you kids, like, who did it? You know, that would freak me out a little bit. But, um, you know, I just, Dr. Phil was like, man, where are the parents of these kids? I swear to God, the parents of bullies need to be bullied. Somebody should just ring the doorbell at night. As soon as the husband answers the door, just grab him by, his, by the back of his head, start flicking his ear, slap him in the face, start taunting. Hey, is that your wife in the background? Is that your wife there? Yeah, oh my God, you married that fat pig? Look at her. I'm going to come here every night and kick the shit out of you. All right? I'm going to throw shit on your front step. I'll deny it if you go to the cops. I will terrorize your life the way your kid is terrorizing my son and my daughter. Every day they wake up and go to school with anxiety. They're afraid. And I'm going to make that happen to you unless you cut this shit out. That's what the fuck it's going to be. I would love that. If that, that would, That's justice in my mind. I swear to God. I'm not even saying that to try to be tough. That's justice. Just go to the bully's house and just bully the bully's parents. Until the bully's parents go, dude, you need to cut this shit out. Because I don't want this guy coming to the door flicking my ear at dinner time anymore. That's what I would say. It's ridiculous. And I'm so glad that this man stepped up and it's going to make people second guess. And they even said it and he, they were clapping for him when they said, well, no one's going no to bother my little girl anymore. You know? And, and the little girl, you could tell, like, she's doing better in school now. You know, everybody la laid off her. I think she sounds like she's, like, getting more friends now. You know, because her father stepped up and, and he did something that, that no matter, you know, all these bullshit schools say they have this anti-bullying policy. Bullshit. No, you don't. What's an anti-bullying policy? You can't be with all the kids every moment of every day. You can't be in a cafeteria. You know, you can't, you know, when the kid's getting food thrown at them. I mean, you could get written up, but, you know, the real anti-bullying policy is putting the fear of God into these bullies. I swear to God, man, but I want to do a comedy show that's just a charity for kids that have gotten bullied. Just give them money and just put them on a pedestal and just fucking make fun of the bully's parents and the bully. I wish I could do that. Uh, and I know that sounds completely stupid and immature, but it feels good to say, and, and I, I stand by what I'm saying right now. Good for you, James Jones. I hope somehow, some way, in a media outlet, some way, I want to get this podcast episode 21 to James Jones in Florida. I commend you, sir. Anytime you want to come to my comedy shows, anytime, wherever you are, if you're in New York, if you're in Florida, you, your wife, you want to come out to the comedy shows, I got you. I got you. Whatever level I'm at at comedy, if I'm opening for somebody, if I'm headlining the room, if I'm just doing a show and you want to come in and laugh, if you see Paul Verzi's name on something, please let me know you are in the area. I want you to come in. I want, I want you to laugh, and I want to buy you and your wife drinks. That's what I want to do. Okay? I'm serious. And if anybody here, spread, spread this episode 21 to James Jones, a man in Florida. God bless you, sir. Everybody. Everybody. I felt you when you were on Dr. Phil. When this guy was on Dr. Phil and he was saying, you know, that's my daughter and he was crying. I felt it. I have a little boy. This bullying shit, man, it's ridiculous. Nobody should have to live in fear at all. Nobody. You should never. Life is hard as it is and it's going to keep getting harder. But the only thing that we could do, man, is treat each other the right way. And I'll tell you something. Like I said, I never had a love like this. You do that to me, I may go even worse than James Jones did. I'll probably end up getting arrested. I'll probably end up being thrown in jail at me because he got arrested. But I'll, I'll get thrown in jail. Because I will probably end up doing something like striking a 16-year-old in his face. You know? And then threatening his parents. All right. 
So, you can look at the clip if you go in and you type in James Jones, man in Florida, gets on the bus. Man, that dude walked on the bus and he was not joking. He lost his shit, man. Enough was enough with him. Um, I know some of you people listen and go, holy shit, Verzi is completely violent. I'm not violent. I'm peaceful and I'm a nice dude. But you mess with my family, dude, it's on. It's on. And, and I felt that from that guy. Um, okay, now it is time. And I got something for you guys, so pay attention and listen. Now it is time for sports. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, please direct your attention to center court for the presentation of the Larry O'Brien Trophy and the 2011 Bill Russell NBA Finals Most Valuable Player Award. Please welcome ABC's Stuart Scott. Thank you very much. Congratulations to the Dallas Mavericks and here to present the Larry O'Brien Trophy to the NBA champion Dallas Mavericks, NBA Commissioner David Stern. Thank you, Miami and Dallas, for a series that showed determination, teamwork, and the best passion and intensity of the NBA. Thank you, thank you. But tonight, we crown a new champion. Yes, you do. For the first time... For the first time in franchise history, the Dallas Mavericks have won the NBA championship. That's all I needed to hear. That is it. Congratulations to the Dallas Mavericks, who I rooted for so much. I mean, not like I'd root for the Knicks, but I'll be honest, I said this before. If the Knicks were in this, I don't think I'd be able to deal with it. I want to see the Knicks win so bad that, A, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, and B, if that was them in that series, I would have lost my mind and not even been able to deal with it. But uh, LeBron James, you know, when he did that not one, not two, not three, wouldn't it be great? Somebody needs to make a YouTube thing when he just goes not one, not one, not one, not one. Um, what can I say? Justice was served in my mind. Um, you know, I think that the way Miami went about things was horrible. Making fun of Dirk. How about that? They make fun of Dirk. You know, they you know, they talk about, oh, they're all business. They're going to win. They're going to win. Everyone wants to see us lose, but we're going to win and, and everything. And, and, and Dwayne Wade, you know, and LeBron James with their stupid smiling and laughing before game six. And then what happened? What happened? LeBron James throwing bricks off the... Not even hitting the rim, throwing it off the glass. I'm going to tell you people something. That might be fixed. I'm not even kidding around. I know some people argued with me. No, why would LeBron James fix it? He wants to get a ring to get the monkey off his back. If you watch how this guy played in the fourth quarter... This guy drove to the hoop, and even on some, some, some plays where he could have gotten to the rack himself, he gave it up. He also threw it... There's, a, there's another thing. I was watching really closely, man, and I don't know. Something's up. Something is up with this, and I stand by that. I really feel like that, man. I'm not, I don't know necessarily think if it was fixed or, if it, or, or what happened. But LeBron James was doing things that just weren't bad, just didn't make sense. And there's a difference. There's a difference between playing bad basketball, missing all your shots, not having confidence. I understand all that, okay? I really do. I play in a men's league. I play basketball all the time. Okay, um, basketball is, is the sport that I play mostly now in my life all the time. I'm in a league and everything. Now, not having confidence, missing your shots, 
or having confidence and making your shots. That's all part of it. But what LeBron James did, if you watched, if you really watch what he did in the fourth quarter of game four, five, and six, he did something that I've never seen a superstar do. I've never even seen a player with ability do, a good player do, a little better than average player do. And what that was was basically miss so bad, give the ball up at times he didn't have to give the ball up and not create and do what he's known to do and what he can do his whole life. There's something wrong with that. There, There's something wrong with that and I don't know what it is. Okay, I don't know any kind of inside thing, but I will tell you this right now and, and people will say, oh, you're out of your mind. Maybe I am. I hope I am. But if I heard like a year from now, two years from now, the 2010-2011 finals were fixed and the Miami Heat or somebody got a boatload of money or something was behind it, I wouldn't be shocked going, no way. I really wouldn't. Now, could he have just have no confidence and be scared to fail and do all those things? I don't know. But you can't tell me that a guy of that caliber turns around when he's two feet from the rim and throws it that hard off the backboard. He looked like he looked like a mentally challenged kid in a, in a, in a recreational game. It was ridiculous. I'd never seen anything like it. You know, and I'm not even trying to be disrespectful to anybody. Like, I'm just, I just don't understand how that can happen. You know, it's like, I don't know. He, he, he was doing things that were just unexplainable to me. Uh, Dwayne Wade might have been hurt. He couldn't, he couldn't hack it. Dirk Nowitzki played like a champion. Didn't play well the first half. The fourth quarter comes alive. They win. It was awesome. Congratulations to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and, uh, what can I say? Miami Heat still, still didn't win. LeBron James still doesn't have a, a ring after his big decision, taking his talents to the, he didn't take his talents to the fourth quarter anytime. I can tell you that. Okay. For all the talent that that guy has, you know, the last 12 minutes of every game, he's kind of been, you know, not there. I, I find something wrong with that. Um, but the big German, and this was great. Mark Cuban partied at a club, hardcore, all night in Miami at the club Live. I heard he bought a five-foot bottle of champagne that cost $90,000 and tipped the waiter 22%, which gave him like a $20,000 tip. And they partied all night, and then they flew in a plane with the trophy, drinking, smoking their cigars. Good for them. And uh, that's why you watch sports. For anybody out there who's like, oh, you know, why do you watch sports? That's why, because something like that happens. Justice was served, and uh, all good is in the, in the world. And I didn't get told last night, so what can you say? Um, but here's what sucks now. We got no basketball anymore. Uh, I'm not a big hockey fan, but I did get into that. Boston Bruins won the Stanley Cup for the first time since 1972. And all I think about when I say that is the Knicks haven't won since 73. But now you have no hockey, no basketball, maybe no football. And baseball really doesn't matter until the middle of August, let's be honest. So it's really bad for sports fans out there. It's like, holy shit, man, this sucks. You know? Hey, head to the movies. Head to the movies. And that's it, you know? So I was thinking about that. And I was like, oh my god, man, there's nothing to... You know, but we watch the Yankees. You know, I'm a Yankee fan. Robinson. Robinson, Robinson Cano. That's my dude. Always shout him out. Um, what else is going on? Speaking of movies, um, I, I heard that... Because the last movie I saw, which I reviewed last week, was Super 8. 
and uh, I haven't gone since, but I'm hearing unbelievable things about uh, this X-Men movie. Everybody's saying that it's like as good as The Dark Knight, which I thought was the best superhero. I'm not a big superhero movie guy. I'm really not. I'm not, um, you know, into all the Spider-Mans. I thought, you know, the Spider-Mans that won all, you know, had all that money and everybody said it was the most gross. I didn't get it. I mean, I like Spider-Man, but, you know, Dark Knight, with Heath Ledger playing the Joker, that was the best. That was unbelievable. That wasn't even a good superhero movie. That was just a great movie. That was unbelievable. But I'm hearing that this X-Men is good. I also like, like I said on the podcast, I like the movie Thor. And I'm going to start getting into into these movies and, and go to them. I got to be honest, though. I'm really not, I'm not into these Green Lantern uh, promos, these Green Lantern coming attractions. They don't look good to me. Because you, you know why? It just looks like they're doing so much, like, whatever, CGI, green screen, you know, the bad guy's head keeps growing and growing. Like, it's, you know, he's like a, I don't know, he's like a villain Rocky Dennis. Remember Rocky Dennis, the guy with the thing and his head kept growing? Like, this villain kind of, like, looks like his head keeps growing like that, but he's like, oh, you know, his eyes are glowing and shit. Like, it's stupid, you know? It's, you can't automatically, th I think the Green Lantern automatically thinks of something and it appears, so he needs a machine gun. So this, like, green cartoon machine gun appears. Stupid, you know? And I know people could argue, oh, well, you liked Thor, and Thor was in another world, and he comes down, like, through, like, a gateway. But at least, like, you know, when Thor came down, he didn't have his power, and, uh, and it was, like, more like, I guess, I can't even believe I'm saying more real, but, like, I don't know, the skies opened up, he came from another world, and it wasn't all this crazy, like, you know, I don't know. I think I'm, I might wait for Green Lantern on DVD. I don't think I'm going to go see it, but I am going to go see... Uh, I'm going to go see the beginning X-Men movie. I think that that one looks really good. And also, I'll say this again, guys. Go see Super 8 because it's like sci-fi meets Stand By Me. And uh, and I liked it. So uh, what else is there to talk about here? Uh, I got through the... We did some sports. Uh, I, I will review the X-Men movie next time I'm, I'm on here or if I see another movie, uh, definitely. Um, oh, some upcoming stuff. Uh, upcoming stuff I have, um, I will do, I'll be doing Caroline's on Broadway, well, I don't know if you guys are going to get this by tomorrow, you should, you guys should have this podcast by tonight, actually, but I will be at, uh, Caroline's on Broadway tomorrow, uh, at the 12.30 a.m. show, so technically right when Sunday morning starts, but 12.30 a.m. show I will be doing at Caroline's on Broadway, uh, tomorrow night, which is this Saturday, um, June 18th. Monday, I will be back at Caroline's taping my five-minute clean set, um, which uh, I've been working on for a very long time. And um, and then that's it. Go to paulverzi.com. Uh, like I said, I'm not doing any traveling until the end of um, July. I got uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina coming up and Boston, Massachusetts. Those are on the schedule for July. And um, that's it. I got stuff in... Uh, I got stuff in, in Connecticut. I got I got uh, some private stuff coming up. I got a bunch of different stuff. Everything, all, all the news uh, updates um, are are on the Paul Verzi uh, website. And I'm really starting to try to get better with my Twitter. So if you listen to this and you do have a Twitter account, please get me. Um, you could follow me at Paul Verzi. Um, and my last name is V-I-R-Z-I. That's what sucked about going to court, though. They did alphabetical order, and the court was packed 
with over a hundred people and uh, Verzi is uh, you know way towards the end and I sat there the whole time but uh, everybody thinks Verzi is V-E Verzi is V-I-R-Z-I -I. Um, so uh, check that out uh, at uh, follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi and or go to www.paulverzi.com and that has my Facebook my Twitter uh, some YouTube clips there's going to be more clips coming up and um oh i just submitted a uh, I, i'll tell you guys this I, I like this i did i submitted a joke um i submitted a joke for a jo uh, a magazine a timeout magazine my managers are sending out to joke of the week and i will give you the joke of the week right here on the verzi effect podcast um i don't know if it's going to get picked up for joke of the week to be in the magazine but um they seem to like it and we'll see the joke of the week was this i had to shorten it but the joke of the week that I did, and they got to be like one or two lines, so it's really quick. Um, I've said, in a relationship, uh, the difference between there's a difference between a big fight and an epic fight, you know, in a relationship. Okay, a big fight is you better sleep on the couch tonight. An epic fight is you better not go to sleep tonight. So that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke of the week. I actually wrote that the other night. I was just sitting there laying there. And I was just thinking about a big fight and like a really big fight. And then it was just like you sleep on the couch because that's what everybody thinks about. You know, you go sleep on the couch, sleep in the living room, get away from me. But a really big fight is, you know, I wouldn't sleep tonight if I was you. So I wrote that down and I submitted it. They like it. So if it gets in the magazine, um, I'll announce it. But I figured that would be something cool to just let you guys know. Uh, might be in a magazine, and if it is, it is. If not, they could go fuck themselves. I still think the joke's funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Watch the person who runs it's going to listen to the podcast and go, you know, we're going to put it in, but then, you know, he told us to go fuck ourselves, and, uh, you know, we can't have that. No, I heard the lady that runs it is really nice anyways. Um, I'm trying to backtrack and kiss ass now in case. I heard the lady is such a sweetheart, and she would not hold that against me. Um... All right, well, we're 40 minutes, about 40 minutes in, 38 minutes in, and I'm going to wrap this one up uh, early. Um, but please, again, to recap, check the James Jones uh, man on the bus protecting his daughter. It was really good. And um, whatever you people do, do not let the city, the town, wherever you are, New York City, do not let them bring you into their bullshit system of towing you giving you tickets. Make sure, it. listen to me, it is much, much better to pay $25, $35 and go in a garage knowing your car is safe for the amount of hours that you're in the city and you can leave without a headache. Because there's nothing worse than not having your car there, getting a $150 ticket, They and then they keep adding it every 30 days. If you forget it, if it slips through your fingers, do not do it. Okay, last night I got lucky because I parked in a good spot, but for a long time I didn't think I was. So check that out. Oh, oh, look at this. Unacceptable for the week. I almost forgot. And you guys didn't tell me. You know why you guys didn't tell me? Because you guys can't talk through a computer that's being recorded and not live when you completely have no opportunity to interact with it. That's why. But that's what I forgot to do. And I'm thinking to myself, we got 40 minutes. I felt like we talked about it a lot. Um, we didn't do unacceptable for the week. Okay. So unacceptable for the week. I'm going to give you guys two. Okay, that's how good I'm feeling. I'm going to give you guys two unacceptables for the week. Okay? And I don't know if I ever did this one before, but um, unacceptable this week is going to be 
when you go to a restaurant, I don't want just Diet Coke. I don't. Every time you want a Diet Soda, what do they have? At burger joints, at restaurants, whatever. What is it? It's Diet Coke. Can I get a Diet 7-Up? Can I get a Sprite Zero? Unacceptable to not have that. How refreshing is Diet 7-Up? It's fantastic. It's phenomenal. Can't get it. Sprite Zero. Can't get it. Sierra Mist Free. Sierra Mist Natural. Can I get one of these sodas that are diet, but lemon, limey, whatever it is, instead of having to just get, you know, Coca-Cola diet? That's unacceptable. So, tell the people there, listen, do you have Sprite Zero? Keep asking. If you're like me and you don't want just Diet Coke, keep asking for it. That's one unacceptable. And another unacceptable is the amount of money these tickets are and what they want you to do, the surcharges. Okay, so you, you, yeah, it's a penalty. I get it. It's a penalty. It's a $150 ticket. But there's an $80 surcharge that everybody in the court has to pay. Everybody. Okay, do the math. 125 people in the court. Okay, 120. I'm going to do the math right now for you people. 100, 125 people. 125. Let me see here. No, never mind. My calculator's not working, and I don't feel like doing a math. 125 people. What do you think? We have to get all new appliances. What the hell Just is that? Just go to warehouse stores. Pick out everything you want. What the hell? Sinks ringing. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Hello? You think those guys have everything you want? Consider this your wake-up call. Only CSS can <laughs> own all ten of the top I have no plans. idea the where the hell this three. is going. That was really weird. Out of nowhere, my calculator bursted out into a commercial. Uh, that was really weird, and i got to figure it out. I think that was something that I did for TBS that comes up on my dashboard. That's what it was. All right, sorry about that. So that's what happens when I try to do math. There's a big... Uh, <laughs> the, the skies open up, and uh, something happens. No, 125 people have to pay either an 80 or an 85 you know dollar surcharge or 60 dollars or whatever they just make so much money it's completely unacceptable and it's a way that the town or the cities that are broke can get extra money it's completely unacceptable but we stand for it it's bullshit that's unacceptable for the week so no diet seven up in restaurants and the surcharge at courts that they charge uh i swear to god I said something funny the other day. I text I texted Bill Burr when I was going to court. I texted him, um, you know, fuck the police. I can't stand this shit. And he just texted me back, Attica. Hilarious. But that's how I feel, man. I'm on this anti-law thing right now. Um, you know, which I guess by the uh, James Jones segment of my podcast, you guys figured out. But, um, all right, I'm going to get out of this one before I get into any more trouble. Um, this has been episode 21. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it went by quick to me, which means I think it's going to be a good listen. Um, I got some guests coming up, um, uh, in the next couple of weeks, some really funny comedians, and we're going to be going back and forth, which means there's going to be longer episodes and everything like that. For you Verzi Effect podcast faithful listeners, I thank you. Please spread the word. I'm on iTunes. Put your comments on iTunes. Um, this is getting out there. Last night I showed up to a club. Some random comedian that I really didn't know walked in. 
and uh, said something about my podcast. Another, you know, other comedians that I know said something about my podcast. Everybody um, is starting to email me saying I love the podcast. I got listeners, uh, you know, the listener that I know I have listeners in Milwaukee. So thank you. I have listeners um, in in Colorado. I have listeners in California. Uh, I have listeners uh, in in Ohio, I believe. Uh, all over the place, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and I'm just going to, you know, keep going with it, so um, hopefully you guys are listening to me too out there in Vegas and everything, keep listening and keep spreading the word, this thing is going to grow, and um, the show is great because you guys are listening, so thanks so much uh, until episode 22, I'm out of here and I will talk to you then, right now I have to, as I'm listening to the thunder and lightning in my house, I have to get in the car and drive on a Friday night through beautiful, lovely South New Jersey. And I'm sure with the rain, it's going to smell phenomenal. And uh, there'll be no traffic um, in a perfect world. Not going to happen. So um, I'm going to go do that now. Thank you very much. I'm at 44 minutes and 53 seconds. And I'm going to go off as soon as it's at 45. 3, 2, 1. Peace.